Okay, Bokertov, today's staff, Shavuotov, today's staff is that pay Dalit in Yuma as we are down the home stretch mission, make a seam this week. Tanar Abonim from the bottom of Hey Gimlam at base, three lines from the bottom of the page. Tanar Abonim, Chamishat Varam Nemru Mikhelev Shota. There are five things said about a mad dog. Piv Patuach, he's got, he walks around with an open mouth, Rero Nodef, and his uh, slive is dripping from his mouth. Vaznav Sufos, and his ears flap, Zenovo Menuchas Ayrechosov and his tail is uh, hanging between his thighs. He walks on the side of the road. In other words, he acts, he acts strangely, mad dog. Some say even when he, that uh, another, um, another characteristic of a mad dog is that when he uh, tries to bark, uh, you can't hear him very well. He's sickly. What does it come from? That uh, witchcraft, uh, uh, women who practice witchcraft, uh, sorcery, they're fooling with him. In other words, he was fooling, they, 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 not that he got some uh, biological disease or he's, uh, that he's got a zihum, some sort of a um, infection, which is what we would probably examine today. Today you take him to a vet, but uh, one way that he could become a mad dog is if, uh, Rob said, is if uh, that uh, witchcraft was practiced on him. An evil spirit rested upon him. What does that mean? It could be like a shade, as we'll see. Some sort of evil spirit rested on this dog, and that's why he's a mad dog. Might be nice. What's the difference if it's because of a, a sorcery or because of an evil spirit? To kill the dog, and as you're concerned that the dog might bite or that he's uh, got rabies or whatever, he's infected. To kill him with something, you throw him something with far away. In other words, shoot him with a bullet or an arrow, but don't approach him too closely. Why? Because if it's because of an evil spirit, don't get too close to him um, uh, to, to kill him with your hand because you're afraid that the evil spirit will come on you. If it was just with sorcery, then you could kill him even by approaching him, killing him with a knife or, uh, or uh, hand-to-hand combat, so to speak, right? But if, he's, uh, if it's from a, um, an evil spirit, then make sure you stand far away. A proof to Shmuel that what that the mad dog comes from a evil spirit. Shahorganos says is when you kill a mad dog, ain't a wild dog, mad dog, you know, crazy dog, ain't Hoganos or Elabadavar Nizak. Throw him with something far away. In other words, take a, a rock or a bullet or something or an arrow, don't get too close. The Chayef Bay, if you rub against a dog like that, Mistakin, you could be your life could be in danger. The Nochasle, if he bites you, then Mayas, a person will uh, if, if unattended, he will die. In other words, if you just rub against him, you might become sickly. You might, you might, may be in danger. But if you, if he's bit, if he bites you, it's like a rabies probably. But a person could die from that if he's unattended. So the high pain is stuck. If you rub against him, you'll be in danger. Maita Kante, what do you, what's the remedy for that? So nishlach mane. So here's the here's the remedy. If you rub against a, a, a mad dog, take off your garment, throw it away, veneer it, and run. Take off your garment and run. In other words, like leave the garment on the ground. It rubs somehow the, the garment has become polluted now, and you run. He was rub, he, he rubbed against the mad dog, Vishuka in the market. he threw off his garment, and he ran over Kiamti Batsmi. I I um, confirmed in myself. In other words, I was Makayim, I established for myself, I fulfilled in myself the words of the of Mishle, Wisdom will uh, will um, make its owner let live, right? Will will extend its owner's life, and that's what I did. I followed the, the instructions of the rabbis, and since I was rubbed against by a dog in the in the market by mistake, I ran I rubbed against the dog. I was concerned that the dog had some sort of a uh, pollution, was polluted in somehow. So I threw off my garment. I ran. 
He said, if he's if you're bitten by a dog like that, a person will die. Maita can say, well, what can you do to remedy that so you make sure you don't die? Um, Bring the uh, the fat, or or not meshcha is not the fat. Meshcha is the is the hide, the hide of a apa uh, of a male. Uh, some say it's a hyena, it's a, but Rashi says it's multicolored. It could be a leopard. Uh, you bring the, the 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 hide of a male leopard. Binichva, write on this hide. I'm not planning about You write this this sort of like incantation. I, the son of this woman, that's my mother. I am riding on the hide of this male leopard. Um, I ride on you, on you, this this hide. Kanti kanti clerus. That's the incantation. Uh, some say kanti kanti clerus. You write that whole incantation. And then, so that's what you write on this hide. But then to also take off your garment. And bury it at a cemetery. The girsa in the Bach is uh, at a crossroads, the precious drachim. Bury it for 12 months. 12 months, a year. Then remove it, dig it up. And burn it in an oven, right? And spread out its ashes on at the crossroads. And during that, then that's what you're supposed to do with your garment. Apparently, he bit him. He bit him on the skin, but you know, maybe he bit him through the garment. Uh, people didn't walk around uh, with their skin exposed in that day, in those days. So, number one, he wrote this on the on the uh, on the leopard. He wrote this incantation, and then he also uh, did this to his garment. Uh, and during those twelve during those four months, Kishasi when you drink water, Lolishtay, you shouldn't drink El Nasha. you should only drink in a copper tube, Dilmachazi Babua Desheda, because the shade, this evil spirit that rested upon the dog, might jump onto him. And if he doesn't want to look himself in the mirror, so if he drinks in a cup where he can see his reflection, uh that will endanger him too. Kihada Abba Mamarasa Abba, the son of Martha. Who Abba Baranyumi, that's also another, his other name is Abba Baranyumi, maybe Amnumi was his father, Marsha was his mother. Abba his mother made from Gufsa Dafsa, also made for him like sort of a golden tube that did not reflect. In other words, he should only drink in something that's not going to show reflection, so you shouldn't see what's maybe the shade is on top of his head or on his back or something like that. Moshe, you're writing this old down? Yes. Just, <laughs> like a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Just, first of all, he got bit, he lived a year afterwards? Yeah, no, you know, this is a solution so that he should live. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he so, Right, and yeah, as if he doesn't, unattended. Unattended, un, yeah, and then he presumably lived afterwards so this, too. Unattended, he would die, but this is a solution to the, so he shouldn't die. There's no Kishu here? This is and like, doing that? Apparently not, or maybe it, it did. Look, look Kishuf had a power. There's no question. Kishuf had a power. Sorcerers had some sort of a power. So the rabbis were entitled to counteract that, that sorcery. That's what they would do. You're not supposed to practice sorcery, but they were entitled. They knew how to, how to fix it. We had that many cases where you have this, uh, this uh, elderly shiksa, this, uh, you know, who practiced sorcery, and the rabbis knew how to counter it. Okay, but Odom Ramasi, now let's quickly look back at the mission, yesterday's mission so we have a clue as to what's going on. Ramasi and Chara said in the mission of two things. First of all, the mission talked about somebody who had been seized by bulmas, by extreme famished you know, hunger, uh, what you could do to, to fix them. Then the mission said also that um, if you're bitten by a mad dog, so some felt that there was a solution to eat the lobe over the liver of the dog, and that was a cure. 
So the Mishnah said you can't do that. Right, so I'm So the Tanakhama said, don't give him that lobe over the liver. That that's it's not kosher and it's not a, it's not a refuah. If it would be a remedy, then it, we understand. If his life is in danger, you could take even a non-kosher remedy. But the rabbis felt it wasn't a kosher remedy. Rabbi says it is okay. It is a good remedy. So number one, Rabbi Masu argued with the rabbis and he said that that's a valid remedy. Another thing is Rabbi that a person who's got a throat uh, disease, you can give him medicine on Shabbos, even though normally we don't give medicine on Shabbos, but it's a suffix nefashos, because throat disease is a bad disease. It could lead down and, and it could be fatal unattended. Okay, so now we're looking with that. Omar Rasi, Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yochanan was smitten with uh, Safidna. Safidna is a mouth disease. It's It's a mouth disease in the gums. It could be it's uh, scurvy, uh, but he had this disease, Safidna. So he went to an elderly, uh, uh, let's call him a, um, a medicine woman, uh, a shiksa, uh, who knew medicine. Abdullah uh, Milsa, she did some, she, some, some sort of a remedy. You used to go to the doctor and give you, the doctor would administer the, the uh, remedy. They didn't, it wasn't like you went to the pharmacy and got a prescription. You know, the doctor would give the medicine. So she, she administered the medicine to him, Hamisha, on Thursday, Umal Shabson on Friday. Omelah, so he said to her, B'Shabbos, what about on Shabbos? I can't come on Shabbos. What, what am I going to do with him if I'm still sick on Shabbos? Omelah, she says, Lot you won't need it. You won't need it. This is good enough. You won't need it. Right? Uh, you, you won't need it. So he says, but what happens if I do need it? What if I'm still sick? Amalei establishes he didn't want to reveal to him the uh, the recipe for this uh, for this um, remedy because she wanted to keep her business right. You don't want to tell him, to give him the solution, right? Establishes says, swear to me, Glomeglus, that you won't reveal it. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you, but don't tell everybody else because then I'll lose my business. Ishtaba Yisrael, so he swore like this. Ishtaba, I swear, Yisrael that I I swear to the God of Israel, I will not reveal it. Okay. What happened? Nafak, he went out, Drush of Apirka. The next day he told everybody, he publicized the remedy. Ivo Ishtabala, right? He swore to her, right? The answer is, he swore this. He swore, he swore, he said, I, to the God of Israel, I will not reveal it. In other words, he didn't swear by the God of Israel that he won't reveal it to everybody. He swore to the God of Israel, I won't reveal it. It's a Hashem because she thought that he's violating his vow. The answer to Miguel Mikar, he told her right away. He says, I didn't really swear. I, I, I swear to the God of Israel, I won't, I won't reveal it. So he told her right away, I didn't really swear that I'm not going to tell people. I swore only to the God of Israel. Not only that, the Mepharshim say, they ask, wasn't it a Shvashub? If it's a Shvashub, he swore. The answer, he didn't really even swear. She said to him, swear, she says, I won't even tell the God, to, to the God, by the God, or to the God of Israel, I won't reveal so he didn't even make a shvu, he just said, I won't reveal to the God, but I will feel it. So that's what he, he fooled her. My of delay, what, what, what was this recipe that you're talking about? What was this concoction, this memory that uh, she had made for him? Omar Abacha, Breder Avami, Mesaor, it's the liquid of, um, of saor, of leaven, of yeast, right? Some yeast liquid, shemen's eyes with olive oil and milk and salt. Rav Yemar, saor gufa, no, it was the leaven itself the yeast itself, Shemin's Eisimelech. Rashi Yomar, Meshcha the God Fadavsa. It's the fat of the, um, uh, the fat of the, of a goose wing. That was what she gave him. 
Amar Baya, I know Abdi Lakulu, I tried all that, when I had the same disease, it didn't help me, I wasn't, I wasn't healed. Until I spoke to an Arab or a Bedouin, I, I found this, these guys know a lot of the solutions. I see Kashaisa Dazaisa, you know, we know the Arabs know a lot of uh, home remedies, you know, that they, they didn't have maybe modern medicine, but they know a lot of home remedies for stuff. I said, I see Kashaisa Dazaisa, bring the Bring some olive pits, the low molecules that weren't a third grown, that were not ripe. The kalina benura, uh, and 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 singe them, burn them, uh, burn them in a in a fire amora charato on a new rake, like on a new uh, spit, a new pan. Burn them on that. The adbik, and then with, when the, when you burn them there, when you singe them, adbik bekachi didari, then stick them into the row of your teeth. And that will heal the uh, this scurvy or whatever the disease was, the safidna. Abdoch, I did that to and I was healed. So uh, that's what happened. Abai says that that was the best solution. Mimai, Havi, what does this safidna, uh, this disease, come from? Michamimi, Chamimi, Dechiti. Again, you know, in those days before they understood about um, about uh, all kinds of infections and uh, they didn't know, you know, medicine and science like we have today. They said one of it, it might have come from that. They probably come from something that's not uh, clean or whatever. Today, I think they think scurvy comes from not from not having the nutrients that you get in fruits and vegetables. Sailors used to get scurvy, vitamin right? C. Huh? Vitamin, vitamin C. Vitamin C. So that's what. Yeah. So that's where they, they. But again, he Limeys. they. Pardon? That's why they call them limes. Limes. Yeah. Uh, limes. Yeah, because they didn't have limes. Oh, limes. Oh, uh, good. I didn't know they had well, I thought it's like I thought it's like a British saying a limey. It is. Yeah. The British saying. British saying. Oh, okay. So, um, so, so they knew that then. By then they knew, right? Right. So we might have a mechamimi dechamimi dechiti from overly hot wheat. Uh, if the, if you ate wheat that's too hot, uh, that could cause this. They caught, that could cause infection. Mishira kosher darshan and leftover fish hash or fish pies. Again, so my simne. Uh, what's the simne? How do you know you have this disease? Kad, I mean, we're assuming it's scurvy. Because that's what they say, but maybe it was some other mouth disease. You know, if it's scurvy, say you say that's limey or lack of vitamin C. But in any case, my sin there. What's the sin? Kabram, you need to be when you put something between your teeth. Basadama bebeitar. When you put something in his in his gums, then the, from the row, meaning like from the gums, come out this um, uh, it's bloody. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, that is that a sign of a scurvy? That his mouth gets very bloody. So it probably is something like scurvy. So when he puts them in between his molars. You put something in there, blood starts oozing out. Rabbi Yochanan, Kichash B'Tzvinu, when he had this scurvy, Avarachi B'Shabsa, he did this even on Shabbos. In other words, he took this medicine even on Shabbos, even though you don't normally take medicine on Shabbos. You're not supposed to take medicine on Shabbos. They'd seen him was healed. Rabbi Yochanan, Echi Avarachi, how could Rabbi Yochanan take medicine on Shabbos? On Mamnach Bar Yitzchak, Shani Tzapidna, scurvy is different. The whole Maskepet starts in the mouth, but it ends off in the intestines. In other words, left unattended, the disease spreads and could be pikuach nefesh. Amalei, Rav Chia Bar Come on. So he said to him, okay, so you say that you're allowed to, uh, uh, if you have a mouth disease, you're allowed to take medicine on Shabbos. Come on, Rav Mosi Ben Chavish. Does that go like Rav Mosi Ben Chavish? And our mission, remember our mission said, the Odomer, that we quoted that before, Rav Odomer of Mosi Ben if you have a, if you have a disease in your throat, you could take medicine on Shabbos. Does it go across the Chadash? The Amr Achoshish Bepid Matim Lasam B'Shabbos. Amr Lei, no. So Rabbi Yochanan said, no, no, necessarily. Not like necessarily agree with Rabbi Mosi Ben Chadash. Shani Omer Bezuvu Lo In this case, 
In other words, in the case of Tzafidna, there I agree that that's considered pikuch nefesh because your life is in danger. But not necessarily if a person has a throat, uh, a sore throat. That's not necessarily the same. So he doesn't necessarily agree with Masim Chesh, but he agrees that in the case of Tzafidna, that could be pikuch nefesh. So let's bring a proof to this. What? To prove to what? That, in this case, uh, uh, here he agrees, this is different. This is different meaning. I don't agree with Nasser ben Kharsh necessarily, Matim Lassam B'Shabbos, but Safin is different, but here I don't agree. Let me say, Lemishaf, so Yarkam, the person was, was stricken with jaundice. You could even give him donkey meat, which is not kosher, because he's sick. If a person was bitten by a mad dog, this is what Vasim Kharshas will see, like, like he says in the Mishnah. You can even give him the loaf of the liver because he felt, Vasim Kharsh felt that that's medicinal. Also, Matim of Sam B'Shabbos, Diver Vasim Kharsh, Vachacham Emom, Vacham Say, Ve'elu Ein Bohem Mishum Rufua. Those have no refuah. In other words, they disagree with him. In other words, the first two uh, don't have any uh, medicinal effects. But the last one, doesn't that, but to exclude some, the, in other words, medicine on Shabbos for uh, the, the last case, if you have medicine on Shabbos for a throat sore, that there they agree with him. The first two, there's no, they don't agree with him, but in the last one, yes. And in other words, and he says, so when Rabbi Yochanan said before, uh, in other words, I'm, what Rabbi Yochanan apparently was saying was, not just, uh, 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 do you agree with Rabbi and Kharish? Do you agree with him? So he says, yes, but in this case, I do agree with him. And Rabbi Yochanan says, if you have some sort of a mouth disease, whether it's scurvy or a throat disease, something in there, there I agree. I don't agree with him in the case of the of the mad dog, bitten by a mad dog that you eat the lobe over the liver of the dog because that's not going to be, that's not going to help him. You can't take a, you can't eat some trafe if it's not going to help. I don't agree with him there, but I agree with this one. So now we're trying to bring a poof. In other words, lay masayle. Here also you see the rabbi said, we, there's no refu in the first two cases, right? If you got uh, basar chamor is not good for your akon, and, uh, and uh, chatzar, the, the chatzar kapanchalo, the lobe of the liver is not good for a kel of shota's bite. But the last one apparently do agree with because they said the Elu Aimamshrafua, Lav Lamute, the last one, the Psalms is not Lamute, a different case. Makiz and Dam La Sanuchi, a different case entirely. Are you allowed to let blood uh, apparently on Shabbos for La Sarnuchi? They translate it as asphyxia. I'm not sure what that is, but it's some disease. Rashi has got a long word for it. Uh whatever that is. Uh, a disease, maybe it's related to lack of oxygen. Hochanami Mustavra. So in other words, pardon? Strangling. Maybe, something like strangling, right. Alchanan Mistavra, it's Mistavra that way, that what? That we're not talking about, that the rabbis disagree with him. The rabbis disagree with him, even on the case of Sam, they agree with him in the case of Sanuchi. The time Yoshi said three things that he heard from Asim One is Makizendam Sanuchi, this last case that we mentioned, that maybe the rabbis are mowed in that case. B'Shabbos. Umishanashri, see here he says specifically B'Shabbos. He didn't, before he didn't say Shabbos, here it means B'Shabbos. Umishanashri, Kelev Shota, and of someone who's bitten by a mantle. Machin, Osama Chasrachat, Kavachalo. Bachoshi, Bafim, Atim, Osama Shabbos. Bachomomrim, Be'elu, Ein, Be'em, Mishum, Refuah. There's no Refuah in these cases. Be'elu, Limote, Lav, Lav, Atartibus, Raisa. Don't we tell him to exclude the last two cases of Nashcho, Kelev, and Sam? In other words, where are the Chamoda and Rabbi Yochan also in the case of case of uh, uh, to, to Rav Moshe only in the case of Makiz and Damla Sanuche, but not necessarily in the case of Sam. 
It means they don't they, they, they agree with him in the first case of Sanuchi, but not in the case of, of Sam. So it was low. No, maybe maybe it means this. They disagree in the first two cases, but they agree in the last case of Sam. So it's not clear where the Chacham would, would agree. With Masman Kharish, clearly the rabbis are arguing the mission with him in the case of, of a mad dog's bite. Right, and they disagree with him in the case of, let's say, Yerakon. If you have jaundice, you can't have, you can't eat basar chamor. But in the case of some, if you have a disease in the mouth, would they would they disagree there too? Rabbi Elchon apparently agrees with him in that case because he said he had the scurvy and he took a remedy on Shabbos. But it's not clear what would they say about some. Would they argue about some or not? We can bring right. You can't give clear proof. Tashmas will bring a proof now on Amid Beis, a clear proof. The Tani, what the rabbis hold there, the Tani Rabbar Shmuel. We had this the other day, right? That's the case that a, uh, a woman who is um, a woman who is pregnant and the baby uh, inside smelled some food and their lives can be in danger. So you give her to eat, you give her to eat whatever is necessary until she is relieved. Nobody argues about that. written by if you're bitten by a bad dog, and if you bitten by a mad dog, you can give him the lobe of the liver. And if you have a mouth disease, fine, said that. We only, we only agree in this case, not in the other cases. Now what do you mean, Bizu? Which case? Which of the three? Bizu. Bizu, Ahaya, which one? If it's going in the case of Uber, Pshita, Uber Mikalamanda, Omar Delo, nobody argued with the Mishnah back on Pei Beis and Madalav, Uber Shemchino, Sabjat Nafsha. There's no machlokas about that. So what do you mean? The Chum say, oh, we agree here. There's no machlokas about the case of Uber, Mikalamanda, Omar Delo. El Alava, some must be on some, and Rashi points out in the fourth line here. Why? Because in the case of the Kelchota, there's clearly a machlokas. Uh, the Racham will surely argue over there. So what do you mean we agree in this case? The answer is they agree in the case of Sam. Shema mina. So you see over here that the rabbis agree in the case of Sam. So just like Rabbi Yochum was more in the case of Sam, Ramasu ben Harish, he said his halacha both, both for a, um, uh, he said for a Mishnah Shrekel, if you can give him the lobe of the liver, there he disagreed with the rabbis clearly. He's matzer, the Chum say no in the Mishnah. But Ramasu ben Harish, when he said another thing, he said, ah, oh, if you have a throat disease, you can get, you can take medicine on Shabbos, so there, the rabbis agree with him. Like Rabbi Yochanan agree with him, the other rabbis agree with him. You see from here, the rabbis agree with him, because what other case are they talking about? So when they say over here, in this case, we agree with you, we're talking about the case of some. Look at the mission itself. You didn't need this whole shock of attire. Look in the mission. It says, What happened? We, the mission said, if you were bitten by a dog, you don't, you don't give him the lobe of the liver. By a mad dog, don't give him the lobe of the liver, because it's not, it's not remedial. It doesn't help. Ras Mecharsh is matri. And another thing, that if you have a throat disease, you know what, you could take a refuah on Shabbos. If the Chum argued with him in that case, why didn't they, why didn't you say both cases that Ramasim and Kharish says and argue with him afterwards? The fact that they argue in the first case and then he adds on another case in the case they don't argue in the last case. That's I just spoke out what the Gemara is going to say now. Because you give him a medicine on Shabbos. Don't argue. Say both cases together. The case of the mad dog and the case of the throat. Of let him argue at the end. It could have it could have been more concise. Shmamina, you see that they don't argue in the last case. In the case where you have a throat disease, you uh, you're allowed to take medicine according to everybody. All right. And the mission said, mission said, why are you allowed to? Right? Why are you allowed to? In this case, back on Pekimel, the mission said, 
Why? It's a suffix. It's a possible death situation, right? It, it could be fatal. The whole suffix nefashos docha es shabbos. Why do you have to tell me that now? Says the Gemara, right at the two dots. Now we're at the two dots, on, uh, right before the lines get wide on peidalon base. If you lost a place, lomeli sulamei merchosak nefashos docha shabbos. Just say it's suffix nefashos. We know suffix nefashos docha shabbos. Actually, tomorrow's Gemara is going to deal with that. Tomorrow's going to going to say, how do you know? That suffix nefashus dochas hashabbos, but that we know already. What do you bring it? We, it's known, right? The Gemara is going to show the source tomorrow for suffix nefashus chayvahem that you're not supposed to. Uh, uh, there's only three, as we had before, many cases times, right? Three. Yeah, the other day also, there are only three cardinal cases where you give up your life and not nothing else, not shabbos, nothing else. So we know that. Why does he have to tell me? Call suffix nefashus dochas hashabbos. That's not. What did he have to add that in the mission for? I'm Rabbi Yehuda. is telling you a different thing. Lo suffix shabbos zubavad el afilu suffix shabbos zacheres. He's telling you a different thing. He's not telling you, if, if your life is in danger right now, there's no question, anybody whose life is in danger, you do every for that thing for them in Shabbos. All kinds of Shilas with Atzala, can 20 guys, can, can, you, uh, can you leave the base medrash if you're learning Torah? Uh, and you might get there, maybe another Atzala guy will get there first. In all those cases, that's Suffolk Devashis, you go, you're, you're Makel and, and you're Dochus Shabbos for sure. The Chiddush over here, it's Dochus even the next Shabbos. What do we mean by that? What do you mean that? Afilu Shabbos Acheres. What's the case? We're at the first of the wide lines of the Gemara. Kagon Damdua Letam Yoma. They said like this: You have eight days to live. If you don't take medicine, they said this guy is in danger. He's gonna he's gonna live. You have eight days, no more. You know they always tell you how much time you have to live. Eight days in today's Shabbos. That means he's gonna die next Shabbos, right? He's gonna live till next Shabbos. He's gonna die then, right? The Yoma Kama Shabbos today Shabbos. Now the same. I might think like but listen, you got eight days. You already take the medicine now. Wait till Matzah Shabbos, right? Wait till Matzah Shabbos. Don't be mechal two Shabbos. I understand. So start the medicine on Sunday. You'll have seven days. Man, what are you doing? Tamash No, we don't say that. That if a person's in life in danger, even for next week, you start taking the medicine right now. You don't fool around. Tamash That's the point of Suffolk Nefashas Doches Shabbos. Even next Shabbos. We see it also in the Shabbos. You can warm up hot water for a, for a sick person on Shabbos. Bein Lashkos, whether to drink, give him to drink. Bein Lavroso, whether even to wash him. To make him feel better, right? To 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 heal him that way. Not only for this Shabbos, Shabbos Acheres. Even for next Shabbos, they know him not to know. You want to say, well, let's wait, let's wait till after Shabbos. Shem Yavri, maybe he'll be okay. El Macham Lo Miad, you warm up water from right away. Make sure Suffolk Nefashas Dochas Shabbos. Below Suffolk Shabbos Zu. Not only if Suffolk Adi might die in this Shabbos, he'll feel Suffolk Nefashas Acheres. Even if he might die next Shabbos, you Machal this Shabbos already. As soon as a person's life is in danger, you give him medicine. They know some Varmalo Akutim. Uh, you don't give it to them via goyim or non non Jews. Some of the girsa lawyer they ketanim over here. Eli they gedol Yisrael. If the girsa is ketanim, then Eli they means even a Jewish adults. If the girsa is lawyer they nochem lawyer you don't give it to them through goyim. Eli they gedol even even um, uh, prominent Jews. In other words. So you might say, you know, if you can get a guy to do it, let a guy do it, right? He says, no, don't. Tosa says even better. Tosa, not, not that you don't have to. He says, Dafka, take a Jew, because a Jew, a guy might be a little bit lazy when it comes to that. We don't take any chances with lives. And you, you Dafka, you want a Jewish person. It's like a Dolem's yeah. reason. Right, right, right. Now, go Yisrael. And also, it's so interesting, but again, you know, today, if you're in a hospital, you know, you know, you look at the situation. If a, if a guy are or there's pikuach on them, of Arabs or whatever, and they, you know, you could rely on them too if, if, if that's the situation. But he's just saying, if you don't know, better to use a Jew. Another thing, should you do, who, who is making the assessment over here if the life is in danger? So again, in those days, women were not, 
well versed in medicine. They knew they were in, in midwifery. They were, but right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but then right, it could be. But but he said in general, the Jewish women were not. So you shouldn't you should, you should use a, a, a Jew. You should use again today we have Jewish doctors, women who are as good as men that wouldn't apply. But he's saying But you want somebody who's an expert to make this decision. The first point is the thing itself, doing and giving the medicine, should be done by a Jew. By an adult Jew, and that the ain omrim yasu, and those who say should do it, those those who are assessing the sick person should not be women or However, if there's different opinions, you could take their opinion into consideration. In other words, if several there's different, some say yes, some say no. Then you, but based on her alone, you don't. But again, those days. But if it was a, by, by when it comes to giving birth, obviously they are experts. So if they are experts uh, in this, they would be allowed to do it. So you don't take any chances. Don't you remove the debris on Shabbos and as you save somebody's life, and a person who is eager and a person who is industrious and uh, doing habezim shuvach. You don't take, you don't ask any questions. Somebody's life is in danger. You don't go to ask a rabbi a shah. Well, I'll go ask a rabbi a shayla. Can I do it? You don't take rishus from bezin. You don't ask any questions. Okay, so several examples. Let's say a baby fell into the into the ocean, into the sea, right? So what do you do? What do you do? How do you save the baby? You spread out a net, and, and to bring up the baby, the baby shouldn't drown, right? And the more eager you are, the better you are. Just go and do it. Even though at the same time, you machal Shabbos in another way. How are you machal Shabbos? Catching. You're going to catch fish. Right? You're, you're going to catch fish that way, even though you know you're going to catch fish, but you're machal Shabbos to save the baby. Similarly, in raw tina, give several examples. We'll see why we need all these examples. Raw tina shnafel the boy. You saw a baby fell a, in a, a child. He doesn't mean a baby. I mean, it's just a child fell into a pit. Oker chulia. What you do is now. Well, how do you get into the pit? You start breaking away the sides of the pit, whether it's uh, bricks or dirt, whatever. You break away one section after another. Malay and bring him up. And if you're more eager, better you are. That you're more praiseworthy. The ain't sarach little You don't have to take any permission from bezin. Even though you're making steps out of it by removing these uh, the, the sides of the pit one by one, you're making steps there. So you're building something, right? Or another case, Rosh and Inodelis with that. You saw the baby, a, a child was locked in, locked in a door, right? The door locked on him, he couldn't open up. And the only way is to break it. Shover, you could break the door down a matzia and take out, let's say, to take the child out. The more eager you are, the better you, better, more praise with you are. Me, me best, and you don't have to take any permission from the court or from a from a from a Jewish court or from rabbis. Even though you're going to break it uh, into little pieces that you might use as uh, as uh, firewood, you know, you might use as chips. You're going to you you're getting some firewood out of this. You're making something. You're allowed to. Another case. Let's say there's a Let's say there's a fire, and there's lives are in danger. You're allowed to extinguish the fire. Mechab means to, to uh, extinguish it, and mafsikin means to, um, to isolate it. You know, what do you do when there's a fire? To keep the fire from coming, you put uh, bottles of water, jugs of water, or you make some sort of a moat. You know, so you're allowed to do it on Shabbos. The more you do, the, the more eager you are, the more praise. You don't have to take permission from Even though by doing, by putting out the fire, knocking it down, you're making coals. You're spreading out the coals, and you're making coals which you can use to barbecue after Shabbos, even though you're doing this. So you're allowed to do this. Why? Because you're saving a life. So why do we need all these cases for? If you tell me the first case where the baby fell into the ocean, 
If you don't do it right away, also let you, the, the water will take him out to sea, and that'll be the end. Of course, it's obvious in that case. And if he fell into a pit, say, listen, kid's in a bore. He's not going anywhere. We'll get him after Shabbos. Maybe you shouldn't save him. Sarifa, tell me no. To tell you that you can even save him there too because the kid's life is in danger and he's going to be shaking and fearful and he might uh, he might get sick there. With Yashmin and Bor, because the kid's frightened. The kid's scared. you got to save him. You're saving his neshama, you know, psychological. Avul Nenelis, Delis, but if the doors are closed, uh, listen, the door's closed. He's not in the pit. Not that scary. If he's crying a little bit, you know, it's sit on the other side of the door, shake some nuts around, play some game with him, and talk to him to calm him down. No, that's also considered dangerous. Three fifteen in that case. What about the but last they, case? They always ask the question of why, uh, why not uh, just say the last case? Yeah. The yeah. door. You know the other one, yeah, but, you know, from Kalvah Homer, but we don't ask it. The Gemara doesn't ask that over here. Maybe he's just trying to enumerate to tell you that these are the very cases that come up to make you, you know, make you know what's going on over here. You might not say, maybe you wouldn't know that. Maybe you'd say, okay, a fire is one thing, but maybe these cases you wouldn't, you wouldn't be allowed to. You know, he's telling you in all these cases. Even the fire is here and the people are in the next chatzer. They're not even nearby. You're still allowed to because fire left unattended will spread. Now Shmuel said a famous halacha, You don't go according to the majority when it comes to pikuach nefesh. This is a common, this is, a, this is something which happens all the time. Um, and the mission really referred to that. Mission says, We're going to talk more about that tomorrow. But even before, before we get to the case in the Mishnah, if a debris fell on a person, like a building collapsed or something like, just like what happened in... in um, Florida. In, in Florida and Surfside. So um, even if we're not sure if anybody is alive or not, whether they're Jewish or not, if there's any suffering, you're supposed to, you're supposed to Mechal Shabbos to save that person. So here, Shmuel says clearly, you don't go according to the majority. What does that mean? Even though the majority is, now let, let's just take a, a, a far case, which is not a local Amaisa, because I brought this up yesterday with Michael. If let's say, and you can't have this today, because today nobody knows who's Jewish and who's not, right? But let's say there was a case where you knew 100% they're Goyim, and should you go save Goyim's lives on Shabbos? Goyim's lives on Shabbos. So, I'm not a posek. Maybe today they would tell you because uh, if you don't do it, they'll kill the Jews or something like that, some sakana. But basically, Meikar Adin, you can't save, you're not supposed to save Goyim on Shabbos. You're not Machal Shabbos for Goyim, but for Jews. But even if it's a Suffolk that might be a Jew or not, if it's a Suffolk, you're Machal Shabbos. Right? As long as it, now, if you know, you said before, we'll see in the Gemara that if you know they're dead, if every, it's clearly dead. That's what he said. If, it, if it, there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, a, a hundred, uh, you know, a thousandth of a percent of a chance that somebody's still alive in, in surf, is that what's called Surfside, right? Uh, then they have to be Chal Shabbos. But if they knew for sure everybody's dead, there's no chance. There's no chance in the world that anybody's alive. Then they couldn't be Chal Shabbos to, to 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 remove the debris, right? But here we're talking about when it's a suffolk, we don't know. You don't go according to the majority. Even if the majority are goyim, and let's say there's the nine goyim and one Jew, and the thing fell down in there, so you don't go according to the majority, but you, 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 have to, uh, you have to dig up. You have to dig them up even on Shabbos. What are we speaking about? I mean, we're talking about on Shabbos. If it's not on Shabbos, what's there to talk about? Of course you could do it. If you're talking about there's nine Jews and one goy, and one guy among the Benayu, so Ruby Israel, most of them are Jews. Of course, you should be Machal Shabbos. Most of the people there are Jews. You go according to the row. Ella Palgabav, it's 50 50. Suffolk, it's a Suffolk, it's 50 50. Go Lakula, 
right? It's suffix, it's five Jews and five Goyim. Uh, and maybe there's nine Goyim and one Jew. So Anami Pshita also you have to you have to you have to uh, uh, remove the debris and try to save them. Davide Kavua, once they're stationary in rule, call the Kavua Kamechadami. Special Allah, even though we always go according to rogue, but if it's by something that's Kavua, right, you go you say it's 50-50. So over here also, if it's 50-50, you'd have to save them anyway. So how do you say you go according to the majority? When you go, if it's mostly Jews, of course you save them. And even if it's 50-50, you save them. And even if it's mostly Goyim, but it's Kabua, they're stationary. And therefore it's 50-50 and you should save the Jews. What's the Kiddush of Shmuel? The Parish of Chatzacheres, they went to another Chatzar. They weren't in stationary, but they moved somewhere else, right? Mao is saying, called the Parish, move a Parish, you go according to the majority, and therefore the majority is Goyim and you don't have to save them. Kamashman, Deloch, Bekuchet, Nefeshachar, Rov. When it comes to Bekuchet, you don't go by the Rov. Rather, you try to save no matter what, even though the majority normally would say it's from Goyim. Now, again, that's majority, not if it's all Goyim, right? He's saying, if it's all Goyim, today you can't know. Today you can go to Iran. The Ayatollah might be Jewish. We don't know whose grand was. Elvis. Elvis is Jewish. They're all Jewish, right? We don't know, right? So today, of course, it's a suffix. But even if you would know, so even if you would know, Mikra Din, if they're all Goyim, you wouldn't. But if it's mostly Goyim, you still you don't go according to rope. If there's a chance that there's a Jewish life uh, uh, life there to be saved, you save him. In case where there was mostly goyim, nine goyim and one Jew, in that same chutzur, it's 50-50, you consider 50-50, and you would remove the debris. Another chutzur, you don't. In other words, you go to another chutzur, that means if it's called, called a parish, maruva parish, there you do according to the row. So there, there, and so we see that uh, Rabbi Yochanan said other than uh, not like Shmuel, different ways to learn here. We learn the way Rashi. Rashi says if they all went over there, so then you know there's a Jew there. There were nine goyim and one Jew. They went to another chutzner. So you say Parish, They went, but there, you know, there's a Jew there. Once you know there's a Jew, there, you have to save him. If only some of them went and there were mostly goyim, they, they, maybe there's no Jew there. And maybe in that case, when there's no evidence that there's a Jew there at all, then maybe you wouldn't save him. Did Shmuel really say that? That what? That, that when it comes to Bikuch Nefesh, you don't go according to the majority. Even if the majority is going, you save them anyway. There's a possibility of a Jew. We learned Matzah Batino. You found a child. You found the child. There's no identity to the child. Rashi explains, you know he's not a Sufi, you know he's not a Mamzer. But the question is, uh, who is he Jewish or not? Imrav Kutim, if it's mostly Goyim, you consider him a Goyim. Imrav Yisrael, Yisrael, Machsa, Machsa, Yisrael, you also consider him a Jew. Vamarav, Rav says, Loshan that's to save him. To save him, you're not sure if you find a baby there, a small child, you don't know if he's Jewish or not. So if it's 50 50, you save him. And if it's, if it's uh, and, and he says, Imrav Yisrael Kutim, you consider him a Goy. He says, Nachmin is only to save him. In other words, Rav says, it's only considered a Jew in terms of saving him. But to give him yichus to say that he's a he's a a, a, pro, a a proper lineage that we don't know a coin wouldn't if it was a little girl maybe a coin couldn't marry the girl if she was three years old already maybe he would be able to marry him. But Shmuel says Shmuel Omar the top of pay lefakech levazagal we're talking about here to pick What is Rashi? Rashi top Rashi Kamar levazagal Kamar Kamar to im rov Yisrael Yisrael. It's mostly Jews. It's the Jews that you would you would uh, you would be mechal Shabbos and remove the debris. Avam machzal machzalol the koshkim rov kutim. Rashi says a big chiddush because you would think that Shmuel is only talking about rov kutim. He's av machzal machzalol the koshkim rov kutim. So he's saying that, that if it's mostly goyim or even fifty fifty, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be mechal Shabbos. That's a hard what Shmuel says. No, keep it Shmuel He's not going in the case of rov 
Yisrael, Yisrael, Machta, Machta, Yisrael, meaning that you save them, right? That you, we're talking about saving, we're talking about the Reisha. If, if he said if it's mostly Goyim, they're considered Goyim, Shmuel says no, but Lefakech Sagal, no, Itmar, Imrov Kut, Mkuti, Amr Shmuel, Ulim, Pekach, Enukain. It's mostly, mostly uh, Goyim, then we consider him a Goy. But not for saving him. For Pekuch Nefesh, we don't say if it's mostly Goyim, we're not going to save him, but we do save him. Right? So, so clearly Shmuel says that we don't go again. I'm trying to say this clearly that if it's if you know it, one million percent there's only going there, it's not your obligation to go with Bechal Shabbos. Maybe a rubble paskin that if you don't save him, they're going to kill the Jews. So then it's different, you know. Then there's another danger involved. But uh, uh, what you say about about um, you know having good shmeiva, thing that's usually yeah, not for something like mechal shabbos. Yeah, it's for you know doing this, helping him with money and things like that. Not when it comes to mechal shabbos. But over here, we're talking about pikuach nefesh, where it's mostly goyim. And as, what do we say again? Like you said, in the Mishnah that if is a suffolk, if there's a possibility that there's a live Jew in there, you have to save him. Rashi, the Mishnah said suffolk, uh, suffolk sham suffolk. If you're not sure if he's there or not, suffolk if you're not sure if he's alive or not, suffolk is You save him. Uh, he said, Mishnah said if he's if you find him dead, there's only one person in there. You're not sure who he's Jewish or not, but you find him and he's dead. He's dead. So you stop there and you wait till after Shabbos to clean him up. But this, the Gemara now says, though, you said over here in this Mishnah, you said the Mishnah, it's a Mishnah Taurus, that if you find a, a child there, if it's Rov Goyim, Goyim. Well, Shmuel said that if it's Rov Goyim, you still save his life, right? Because it's possibly there's a Jew there. It's possible that he's Jewish. So what does he mean over there? So what do you mean, Rov Goyim, this baby is considered Lagabi, what? So in Rov Kutim Kuti Lamayachsa, Amar Papa Lachilo Nevelos, you can give him non kosher food. If most of the people there are going, go according to the Rov, and you give him non kosher food. In Rav Yisrael, Yisrael. So if you say mostly Jews, you consider Yisrael, you already said even if it's 50-50, right? Even if it's 50-50 or even if it's mostly Goyim, you save their life. It says in Rav Yisrael, Yisrael. Rashi says over here, Rav Yisrael, 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 Rav Yisrael, Rav Yisrael, Yisrael, more than 50-50. Even if it's 50-50, even if it's 50-50, you don't give them the veil. You only give them, you only give them non-kosher food if it's mostly goyim. Even if it's 50-50, you're not giving them. So what do you mean if Rav Yisrael, Yisrael, Lagabi what? If you say it's 50-50, you consider them a Jew, fine, you wouldn't give them kosher food. But in Rav Yisrael, Yisrael, Lagabi what? Any more than 50-50. 50-50, you already are going to give them kosher food. His last love it also to return his Aveda. Oh, right, if most these, mostly Jews, Jews, you return his Aveda. If you find a Aveda, a lost item of a girl, you're not obligated to return it. You can't steal, but you can't, if you find his lost object, you're not responsible to return it. So Yisrael, you return his Aveda. Machsa, machsa Yisrael, ma'achsa. So what's the 50-50, you consider him a Jew, legabi what? Lema'achsa, amrishlokesh, minazokin, for damaging. For example, if a shore, you know, the halach is that if a shore tam, if a shore tam, Damages your uh, somebody else, so he only has to pay fifty. He only has to pay half. If one of our oxen damaged his ox, right? If, if one of our oxen damaged his ox, so what does that mean? Damaged his ox, and we're not sure if he's Jewish or not. If if a if a, guy, if a Jewish ox damaged a guy's ox, he doesn't have to pay. That's the law. He doesn't have to pay. So So let him bring a proof. Let him bring a proof that he's Jewish, right? Let somebody bring a proof on behalf of this child, and then he can get paid. What's the problem? So let's read it. Our one of one of uh, one of his his ox damaged our ox, right? Now we're not sure if the kid's Jewish or not. 
So Paul Giyar, you got to pay half anyway, right? Because even if he's a guy, he would have to pay the whole thing. If he's a Jew, he only has to pay half because he, he, right? it's, it's, a, it's a short time. So half you have to pay for sure. Edech Palga, the second half, Neymalei, Aisi, Raya, Delav Yisrael, and Avishkol. In other words, this, little, this child had an ox that damaged one of our oxen, let's say, right? And the question is, what does he have to pay? So if it's 50-50, we're not sure or not. So if you're not sure if he's Jewish or not, so 50% he has to pay for sure, because even if he is Jewish, he only has to pay half. If he's a guy, he'd have to pay the whole thing. So the kid could say, or people arguing on behalf of the kid will say, okay, we're paying half because maybe he's Jewish. Right? Maybe he's Jewish. You want to say he should pay the whole thing because maybe he's a guy? Bring a proof that he's a guy. Prove that this child is a guy, whether it's a girl or a boy. Prove that it's a guy. I see right the lot. Bring a proof that I'm not a Jew and that I'm a guy, and therefore I have to pay the whole thing. This girl, and then you could then you can get paid. Otherwise, you won't get paid. So there's an afkamina. What we mean by rov kuti kuti that you give him the veilus rov yisrael that what that you you return as a veda. And if it's fifty fifty, the afkamina is in a case where his shore damaged our shore that he'd only have to pay half. And he wouldn't have to pay the whole thing unless you can prove that he's a uh, that he's a guy. But otherwise, maybe he's a Jew, and therefore he only has to pay half. All right, we'll stop here. We'll pick up here tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Amish enough. Hello.